This is a HeadGum Podcast. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. In 1998, rap trio turned rock trio DC Talk put out what would be their final album, Supernatural. Almost 20 years later in 2017, the men would finally reunite. Not for a tour, nor for a new album of new music, but for the Jesus Freak Cruise. (laughs) A five-day Christian rock maritime voyage featuring (laughs) concerts on the water from the Michael Tate-fronted Newsboys, DC Talk, and of course, Kevin Max's solo stuff. This pastor pirate fever dream proved so popular <laughs> that they are repeating it in 2019 with tickets starting at $950 after fees. And now, here's a song about how these three beautiful broken boys decided to play exclusively cruise ships at this stage in their careers. I have a mortgage (laughs) Wanna put my kids through college I also have gambling debts And there is no doubt I need a big payout We could play Casinos or a residence in Reno or donate some plasma. <laughs> what if we took to the sea? My emotions. Wow. There's no uh. place I'd rather be than on the ocean. Woo. I hear <laughs> they have some great buffets. Yum, yum. Let's go cruising. Let's go cruising. We have all cast our vote to go sing on a boat. Let's go cruising. Let's go cruising. We can charge the big bucks. Clearly give zero fucks. Let's go cruising. So we listened to DC Talk's album, Supernatural. We're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. Hey. Oh. Hey. Hey. Oh. Wow. Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. We're here to have some good Christian fun. That's right. 
How many clips do you think I can add to the theme song? I love that theme song now because it's like a mosaic of all the things we find funny in our friendship. <laughs> hey. hey. Right now, waka waka. we're at 20 clips. We're at 20, 20 clips. There's 20 there. clips over oh, our it's just theme madness. song that's can less than a minute Can you imagine someone starting with this episode to hear that? Honestly, starting with 10 episodes ago, it still doesn't make any sense. Uh, Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture and it makes a lot of sense. We're Christians. We grew up with it. We know the world pretty well, but we're not experts and we're not here to proselytize to you or make you go to church. We're just here to have some good Christian fun. We're, we're not here to bash here you. We're here to uh, watch Kevin's slow slide into karaoke <laughs> into weird versions Al, of songs. And to just Christian Weird, weird Al. Al. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about the experience, too, because it was very right. well made, but I was also just watching Kevin mouth the words to me the whole time because it was pre-recorded. Well, what, should I just be staring at you the whole time instead? Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you were doing kind of a, what do you call them? Um, a lip sync? A lip sync? No, no, no. You had the, um, that you did at church. Oh, human video? Yeah, I was kind oh, of watching yeah, a human kinda. video of you with your own voice. Yeah, well, I wanted to make sure that uh, the people in the room understood the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Because that was, that's an important part of the song, <laughs> I think. Yeah. And that was, of course, talking about the Jesus Free Cruise 2019. It's happening again. I really wish we could go, but man, is that prohibitive. Well, the $950 tickets are sold out. <laughs> Oh man! So now they have like the I think VIP it starts at tickets? twelve or thirteen hundred after fees. I mean, I guess we're starting an Indiegogo for our fans to help us get on that cruise. All right, here's the announcement. <laughs> That's not what our Patreon is for. <laughs> we're That's not doing a GoFundMe for like oh our friend who's sick in the hospital fighting this disease or this or that. I need VIP tickets. We have to go watch Kevin Max do the <laughs> locomotion <laughs> on a cruise ship. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Of course, the topic for today's episode is Supernatural, an album by DC Talk. Not the biggest, most famous one, Jesus Freak. I mm-hmm. feel like we're circling Jesus Freak. We did free it last, <laughs> the last time we did DC Talk for oh, an episode. Man. Oh, yeah. Now we're keyed up for a third and now, DC Talk episode. Yeah, new thing. We're going to do that <laughs> one for... New thing. I feel like once we do Jesus Freak, though, like... It'll be over. That's what it feels like. It feels like the podcast is over in a way. Really? You feel like we'll have to just close the book? (laughs) Well, it's so ultimate to this experience. Then maybe that will be our last episode. The last episode ever. I won't promise that, but it feels like something we do more towards the end of the Mm -hmm. show. Our white whale of CCM. (laughs) Yeah, because either we were going to start with it or finish with it. White uh, whale. Well, two white whales. (laughs) We're just two white whales. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's fun visuals tonight on the podcast That's just for us But uh, let's introduce our special guest for this episode You may have heard her a little bit before Just now talking before she was supposed to Just kidding Shut up Ladies and gentlemen, she's from the podcast Wine and Comics And the new audio drama Red Rhino Ladies and gentlemen, give it the hell up for Megan Fitzmartin Thanks guys Welcome, thank you for being here Are you a Christian? Wow. <laughs> um, yes. Yes, I am. Okay, good. <laughs> Keep it going. Here, all yes. Christians sing our praise to the Lord. Come on, everyone. I'm Christian. If you can turn the shell out now. <laughs> See you in heaven. <laughs> heaven bound. This was definitely my favorite song as like an eight-year-old that I actually requested in children's church. Oh, so really? I feel like this oh. is my... Yeah, dude. So I feel like that's how you know it's that I'm a real song. Christian. Yeah. yeah. You're real. Okay. Well, so I also know you're a real Christian because you bought a 
post-it note full of your bona fides. <laughs> my, my pedigree. <laughs> you don't learn how to write that small unless you're a girl in youth group taking notes. <laughs> wow, okay. Or, I mean, how dare you? There are no little hearts over my eyes, and that's how you can tell. I'm saying I think women's penmanship is actually better than men's. <laughs> it's not hard. Thank you. No, thank you. Stop. No, no, You're no, the no, real no, hero no, here. No, 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 no. It's not about me. A confetti yeah, cannon. It's not about me. <laughs> hey, one of the last churches I visited, they had two confetti cannons. That's right. Cannons. What was it? It was for someone's birthday, it right? It was for the pastors. I won't say who because I feel like I have a mostly negative take. Mm. Was it like a, a handheld can, confetti cannon? <laughs> the, yeah, it was or two. Or it was like a huge It was two handheld confetti cannons. Oh. And then there was like a cake on stage he blew out the candles of. But what was That's most disturbing about it is he was wearing the exact same outfit as I was. <laughs> And he was yeah. 60 years old. And he looked just like you. <laughs> and he looked yeah. just, and it was me. What the, who the hell am <laughs> I? Wait a minute. Hey, Megan, thanks so much for joining us Thank on the show. Thank you How fun. We've known each other for a little bit, a few years. A minute. Yeah. yeah. A bit of time. A couple years. Well, what is, uh, I know you, but for those that I don't. I know you. Do you know I also yeah. know. Oh, yeah. Megan and I work together, sort of, because we both volunteered. Well, mm-hmm. you, I think, were more than a volunteer. No, I was still, that's you part were of the like problem, a, is that I was, <laughs> I was a You volunteer, were a sturdy like, volunteer, <laughs> and I was like volunteer light, and so we well, would was, chat here and there. It's one of those things in uh, in, in Christian culture and in, in church culture specifically, where uh, you do a lot of work that you maybe should get paid for, that you look back going... Hold on. Hey, I did a lot of work I there. Did a hold lot up, of, hold up, hold <laughs> up. I was there for like 16 hours no, a day. But, but yeah, we worked together. You and I were uh, second service. I'd come out and hang out with you during. Yeah, uh, it was nice. Yeah. When Caroline was volunteering at the Connect Tent. The Connect, Connect Tent. tent. Yeah. It was the welcome wagon. And let's just say on the podcast, you're pitching an even bigger Connect Tent. That's right. <laughs> People connect through this show. Yeah, we connect with our little. listeners. And yeah, listeners I would stand with around guests. with an iPad and uh, answer a lot of questions mm-hmm. and sometimes get some uncomfortable questions that I had to be Did like, you really? I don't know. <laughs> I have oh, slow no. motion footage of you working at the Connected. That's right. Do you oh, remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I look insane. <laughs> no, you look fun. You look like you're having I'm fun. smiling at you. Uh, but for the most part, it was a really nice thing. I, re- I really enjoyed doing that. One, it got me to church consistently. Yeah, At least helps. every other week. Um, but two, it was... Uh, it was a nice way to meet people beyond just the college friends I'd had and, and right. to kind of get a better face of the church. And it was, it was absolutely, cool. I mean, that's how I got to know so many people, I think through that yeah, particular church was by, was by volunteering and just showing up and seeing the, the other consistent people who always also always showed up. Yeah. Like, oh, well, yeah. That, that church had a special problem and this is probably why <laughs> you work so often and so hard was uh, because it was an enormous church with a very small staff and then who a lot of like forgot that they were a big church, which is my favorite part yeah, of that story. But then there was a lot of like college students, you know, yeah. who don't do shit. And no. so like they do everyone not. else kind of gets overburdened with the task of Leeches, running this like monolith. <laughs> yeah. Just these little babies who just like show up and they're like, cool, well, I'm done for I the summer now. So one time the pastor like dry. chastised college kids, and I was in college at the time specifically and was like, You tell me you can't tithe, but I see on Instagram you're going to uh, in and out all the time. <laughs> in and out's cheap. And I was like, I know. Let me have a burger. <laughs> in and out's not three bucks on Yelp. I like know. that's. I would call out people for like Coachella. That's what I would call people out for. Like sure. you're paying to. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, so do you want to tell us your testimony, your guest story money. with faith mm-hmm. and yeah. church and everything? So like growing up as a young lass in church, uh, you hear everybody have testimonies, and then like all I wanted in life was to have like a cool testimony because I 
I, I wanted to be I that cool. You. I, I wasn't. And I just. so lame. I was so lame. I was so committed. What did you. So, <laughs> so beginning so to end. And I was determined to be such a good kid. And that like that is the thing is like. Really so the twin plan. desires. Because I think when we're talking about a cool testimony. We were like. We want some like breaking bad shit. Yeah. You do. You like, want to be like. I was in this crack house. And I was sucking yeah. dick every night. <laughs> <laughs> or like whatever the case may be. They didn't let the and dick I suckers into like my church necessarily. <laughs> right. But. Um, it was yeah, but it's along those lines like somebody cool with tattoos that like had experience in a life Seems story. And, stuff. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. who feels felt so sure about Jesus because they had been brought from well, such a right. low point, right? It yeah. was an interesting thought, and like as I kind of grew up and realized, like, no, that's obviously not what a testimony is supposed to be. But like, there is that very clear cut you know, black and white moment essentially that happens mm-hmm. with those types of testimonies where it's like. Oh, I I was this, and now I'm clearly not this anymore. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's the thing I think that like um, church audiences in general have um, a deep desire for this like very strict binaries versus the like truth of what most of of spirituality is, which is like a lot of gray area, a lot of just daily. Yeah, who knows? It, yeah, and a lot like, of second act problems. Gradual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not necessarily a finale or it's like a not, save the cat moment. Exactly. Like, oh, yeah, Especially like if you've grown of... up in the church too, like you don't mm-hmm. have a big transformative moment for the most part. It's just no. kind of like, well, it was just a gradual I ride grew up the up hill. this way. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean mm-hmm. like, I, so I was writing down, I wrote out my pedigree because I was like, as I was doing it, I was like, oh my gosh. Your like, pedigree? My, okay, so. Like I'm your gonna, qualifications for being on this show? <laughs> no, my qualifications for like being Pure a good Christian kid. Like, but I was homeschooled for kindergarten through first grade, third nice. grade through fourth grade, and 11th grade. Uh, I went oh. to private school for. Re- you relapsed. <laughs> <laughs> private school for second grade and then fifth and sixth grade. VBS my entire life. Yeah. Uh, Pioneer Clubs, which became Kids Connection. Like all of the stuff that like I just. With such a Billy Graham Crusade was my first concert, which Whoa. is actually oh, wow. uh, where I saw like a lot. It was <laughs> DC Talk and Kirk Franklin, wow. and uh, yeah, <laughs> at the Jacksonville Jaguar Stadium in Jacksonville, dude. Yeah, this is amazing. It was a little overwhelming for my for my young soul. You weren't into it as a kid. You... I you want to be yeah. because this is the Billy Graham Crusade right. and like. My grandmother got so choked up that I was going to hear Billy Graham himself speak. Wow. And I was like, yeah. all right, well, then I guess I have to care guess about this. And I did. Good. Like, I wanted to care about it. Yeah. But I think that oftentimes when you're young, you get kind of told what to care about. And then I just, I <laughs> sure. just did. And as an adult. I, yeah, often as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, like I have this, all this to say, like this whole pedigree. So that because I, I was writing down, I was thinking about it because there's this verse that like Paul talks about where he's like, yeah, no, bitch, I'm like the greatest of these. And like, this is, it don't matter. And I did I all like, the stuff. I did all this stuff. And message remix translation. <laughs> It's a hard that's, translation. That's my favorite version to do. <laughs> that message remix remix. Oh, wicka wicka. Um, so anyway, like I grew up with all of this stuff and I, I, well, I grew up in the South. I grew up in a very like religious space in the South. Uh, Bible Belt for sure. And then we moved to this place called Celebration, Florida, which is the town that Disney built. Which it's called Celebration? Celebration. Wow. Yeah. Between classes, they would play the Celebrate song. Oh, what? It was the worst thing. Every day at school? Every day. Weird. (laughs) It's awful. Was that like your class bell? Yeah, well, yeah, it was the like, you have two minutes to go to class. 
<laughs> so to this stop, day, stop. that must be, fun. that must take you back. That's like a little time machine. That is so, so weird. So much. So we moved there and I wanted to be an actress. That was what I decided whenever I was like, that lasted for two years in high school. And then God was like, no. And I say God said no, because I said no, because it was a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, but God wants me to do this thing. Mm. Um, but it ended up being a really cool experience because that my junior year, I ended up homeschooling myself. I ended up working uh, in a bunch of different churches. Um, I've been in church my entire life. And I've been in children's ministries my entire life, but we never had a consistent church, uh, children's pastor. Mm-hmm. So I ended up becoming that for most of like my childhood, assisting whoever would come in because we just didn't have anybody. And most of the kids are either two years older than me or two years younger than me. Huh. Um, you were functionally the pastor? Not in word. You but were like, like the record keeper of like, this is how we do this This now, is where the kids are. I'm going to send go. out the letters to the kids uh, that come to the, the wow. church. I'm going to like plan whatever. It came to a head my, my senior year where I was running three different children's ministries for three different churches. Gracious. Um, while also working at a Christian bookstore, which then I transitioned into working for Chick fil A. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Stellar pick. <laughs> I mean, Lifeway or Family Christian? Um, it was an independent oh. Christian bookstore. Um, like Holy Grounds, and it was also. Oh, a what was show? it called? Expressions in Faith. Expressions what it was called. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and faith. most of my paycheck went to <laughs> buying things from there. I read. <laughs> All of the Christian books, like Francine Rivers. Was, oh, yes. Uh, every Frank Peretti. Um, oh, yes. I was also. Francine Rivers did that Hosea book, right? Yeah. Yes. Which I. I still, Redeeming Love. I still Redeeming think it Love, holds I was about up. to it's ask. It's really good. Never read it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, that that oh, gets so some good. modern disdain, but I've never read it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy I it. I, I deeply enjoy it. I read it not too recently, two or three years ago, and it wasn't bad. And it was like it still was pretty. Okay. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, God explained the book of Hosea is about. A guy named Hosea, yep. pursuing a woman named Gomer, yep. who is a sex worker yes. in the book. And Redeeming Love is a sort of modern retelling of it. A Western retelling. A Western retelling yeah. of it. Which also, I think I may have mentioned this on the podcast before. Growing up, being a 12-year-old boy, <laughs> my friend group and I, we all got into Moulin Rouge. And they were all convinced it was a retelling of the book of Hosea. Oh, Because it's a guy named Christian. Christian, sure. That's by Ewan McGregor. Pursuing Satine. Well, that's like Satan. He's in the Bible. Oh my God. And she wears red. And they were like, it's Hosea. And I if said, I think it should have been Jew chasing oh Satine. Because it was in the Old Testament. He wasn't a Christian in that point. And I said, y'all, I listened to the audio commentary. And Baz Lerman actually said it's a retelling of Orpheus in the underworld. They all, <laughs> did they all slap you at the same time or one at no, a time? No, they took turns. So I, uh, that I will say, like my parents are Christian, but like so much of it came from a decision that I absolutely made where I was like, oh, I have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I can't listen to them for all of this. Like it was that like, like that penultimate decision, um, or quintessential decision. Meaning like I need to choose my faith for myself. Yeah. And like embrace this myself. And I was, you know. 16 driving a car while thinking this deep thought because yeah. I thought that I was a deep thought thinker. Teens are deep thinkers. We're thinking yes. all the time at that and point. And everything yeah. hurts. Everything's yeah. just so sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Give them credit. So, but I had a lot of this like, oh, I really want somebody to, um, I really wish somebody would have been there for me during this time mm-hmm. um, just because I, we didn't have anybody. You were mm-hmm. just stretched thin. Yeah. And, like, oh yeah. I mean, to keep it together. That's all, right? that's been my, almost my entire experience within, like within the church has been serving to mm-hmm. 
an overcapacity. I love teenagers. I think that they're really amazing Mm -hmm. uh, and so cool. And there's just something really special about that time in life. It's very formative. And so um, at that time, I was like, great, I want to be a youth pastor. Like that's, and I do, I did like legitimately think that I have this calling and I I don't discredit it for anything because I, I, I'm so grateful for the path that it led me on. Mm. I went to an Assemblies of God uh, college in yes. Florida, um, which is currently getting some racial uh, allegations, which are really fun to like look back on. Um, racial allegations? Gosh. Yeah, they were. They did some. They uh, stupid. But I also grew up Presbyterian, going to an Assemblies ah. of God school. I love denominations. I actually find them really fascinating. Mm-hmm. I look at them as like a BuzzFeed personality quiz. Yes, it um, is so linked to the kind of person you are. You the kind of church you'll go a to. First Methodist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, do you like worshiping God this way? Uh-huh. Great. You do you like raising your hands? Don't be a Presbyterian. <laughs> like all of these different things. Um, and but I was not prepared for that culture shock. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went to to I, my degree is actually in church ministries. Um, and during this time, I uh, took a script writing class. Because I wanted to write audio dramas. Uh, I had grown up listening to Adventures in Odyssey. Yeah. Yes. Um, I still have some strong opinions about Jason Whitaker and how I think he was my first crush. Oh, um, oh yeah. That makes sense. Bay AF. <laughs> For real. By the way, they kept the same actor as Jason, but now he's like a guy in his 50s or yeah, 60s and, now. And you feel weird. Have in you listened show? to the new ones? Yeah. He was one of the ones they didn't recast for death <laughs> because he's still alive. Townsend Coleman is <laughs> yep, still yep. alive. Uh, I haven't Keep listened that man to healthy. current Jason. The last time I heard Jason was during the Novacom saga. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nova- so it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. Novacom is good. That's why I left stuff. off. That's my jump so you off point. so loved audio drama. Were you specifically wanting to do Christian audio drama or were you just like literally anything? Um, I'll, I'll get in the entertainment field. Well, the heart, the heart behind it was perpetually to like tell stories for teenagers and like ideally if I were going to be a youth pastor I would want to like do you know dramatic whatever Mm. uh and that within that like for me I've always written I've always told stories those that's how I connected to life that's how I understood things because I didn't really have like a lot of people in my life that were like here let me explain this to you and so Mm. I was like great I'm gonna have this like book that um and so uh, all of these stories and, and Adventures in Odyssey specifically kind of really solidified my faith and helped explain so much of uh, life to me. And I wanted to kind of give that back and give that same thing for for other kids. And um, Christian maybe, but more so just like good narrative storytelling mm-hmm. that can tie in. Because that's the thing that I liked about Adventures in Odyssey was that like there were some nod Christian... AIO is good. The perfect witness is a good story. Yeah. Christian or not. Yeah. That's, that's where this uh, blind girl gets kidnapped and it tells the story through audio. Like, what do you it's remember insane. hearing? You yeah. were in the car and it's like, it's very it's well produced. It's so well produced. Yeah. It's so, like even going back, because I, I went back recently to listen to some of it and I was like, this is still good. Yeah, and good. I didn't think that it yeah. was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And so I just wanted to tell a good story. Um, And I ended up becoming uh, really close with everybody in my communications and film department. Um, They didn't have anybody to write anything for them um, because there were five of them. And (laughs) I ended up getting an accidental communications minor because I just took so many communications classes because I didn't get along well with almost anybody else in my other classes. Uh, Oh, this is another thing to add to my pedigree. Uh, studied in Israel for one of my semesters. Oh, yeah, Yeah, yeah. Which was also amazing. Oh, it was... Another cultural context of it all. Do you feel like that, yeah, that cracked things open for you on some of your faith? Like your very maybe American style faith versus that? Mm -hmm. I have some very strong, anytime, especially out in LA, anytime I talk about my faith, because my faith is still super, super important to me, but it's, it's not 
the Americanized, specifically Southern version of spirituality. It's not even spirituality, where it's just like organized religion. Mm -hmm. Like that, to me, leans heavily into the pharisaical side of things. A lot of it came from like studying outside of Americanized church. Mm -hmm. And like, I graduated and like the plan as for most young Christian girls who go to, uh, you know, Christian college to like, Uh oh oh, yeah, no, the plan for most Christian girls who go to Christian college is to get married. I wouldn't say that. You go for your MRS degree Mm -hmm. is what we all said. Um, I uh, Ring by spring. Ring by spring. I knew people that were ring by winter break. Goodness. Ring by the end of orientation, please. (laughs) (laughs) Or you're not doing it right. Right. Um, And so... That was that was legitimately the plan, and it's a thing that I'm kind of embarrassed about, but kind of, like I embrace now. But yeah. um, because I went into to it thinking, well, I'm going to marry a pastor, and uh, I'm going. Oh, to Oh, is that specific of a vision? It was that specific of a vision. Oh. I'm going to marry a pastor, yeah. be a, a youth leader, because I knew that most places wouldn't let me be a pastor because yeah. you know right. I'm a woman. Because yeah. um, Paul. Because yeah. Because Paul. Paul. Buddy Paul. Um, buddy. <laughs> buddy. Isn't that crazy? Like. Had it maybe been a different context, like you would have just been like, yeah, I'm going to be a pastor instead yeah, of just being like, I'll wife. find a partner who will allow me the access to the job I would like to have. Yep. <laughs> like it's this long con. That's like, <laughs> yeah. This guy's my back door. Sure. And, and of look, course you'd love him is, and everything. Though. But yeah, well, but it is kind of like, whatever. yeah, but, it's literally well, like an really access point. Well, and also I think um, I've talked about this before, but I think a lot of churches actually expect the wife to pitch in almost as much as the oh, man yeah. does on staff. Basically. When you are a pastor's wife, Yes, a hundred percent for free. Right. When you're the pastor's wife, it's two this, for one deal. <laughs> yeah, great. So you're you're gonna lead all of the women's ministry, right? Great. Right, yeah. That's the issue. I think comes to there not being a lot of space to discuss. Um, there's just a lot of these preconceived notions. For great, you're in this position, so you obviously are gonna do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. and that is so hurtful because you don't know what to talk about. You don't know how to talk about it. Skipping a little bit ahead of the story, but like that was one of my biggest issues in the last church that I was at was that there I didn't have any space to discuss anything. And when I felt like I, I needed to or I tried to, you get shut out. Um, like, are you talking about job requirement stuff or just larger topics? Larger topics. Like, are we allowed to talk about this? Yeah, this larger topics because, because so much of it stems from the fact that we're terrified of being open and vulnerable and like transparent because we're supposed to be, as Christians, we are taught to be uh, an example. And so we can't have any issues or problems, even though we talk about having issues and problems and like you have them and like. Right. But we're actually very sure. But I'm great. Most things. I yes. am so good. And like, <laughs> yeah. I'm ha- I had a hard day, but you know what? God's good. Yeah. And God's going to like fix it. No, bitch. Maybe I don't believe in Jesus <laughs> no, at this bitch. very moment. <laughs> like, yeah. No. And, and it's and it's hard not to feel always qualified as like. Yep. Uh, season. Like, hey, you know, just because I'm saying this in this moment does not actually negate my entire faith or my entire, like, my entire belief system. Like, yeah, you didn't feel that space in community group to do that, like a smaller Bible study context. What community group? You weren't a part of one? Well, no. you weren't a part of a community group. <laughs> Are you even safe? Megan, uh, sorry, we need to talk. I just am worried about you. I, Caroline, I don't think she's a Christian. I think everybody I think was so. worried about me. Um, <laughs> I, I had a lot of issues with community group. I had a lot of issues with community, actually, because, um, I mean, all throughout, the, this was kind of a constant state. And it's a thing that... Um, 
it was I had a really big issue where I had a lot of people, especially in LA, you have a lot of people that leave. I have a lot of people that left within one fell swoop. I couldn't connect because I had I had a lot of depression and I had a lot of anxiety. And so I would go to people within the church and be like, listen, this type of community is not working for me, but how do I find how do I find that? Because I want that. Um, and then on top of that, I was serving, but I was serving in a leadership position and there's there was not any setup in that either for like when you're in a leadership position you're like that's it great cool you're leading now forever and you don't have anybody that was pouring into you and like there was a person that was pouring into me that was actually very toxic and mm-hmm. um was a bad kind of relationship and so it became super toxic and super hard and I didn't have any kind of out- outlet or outsource and so it's a thing where I say a lot of times like if my faith were contingent on people I would not have it because people suck sometimes and that's that we just do I'm I suck a lot of the time and that's not bad like that that's the whole point of Jesus dying right Mm -hmm. ideally is that like because we're gonna suck and it's that like we have somebody that loves us so much and that's the thing that like why my faith is so important to me is because like I just like ultimately at the end of the day Jesus means more to me than like anything and it's because of the love that I feel and like that's all that I ever want to do like with with trying to identify with with my friends and the community that I have now, which is really amazing. And God really has like brought me through. Sometimes I think back and I look at like my younger self who was very judgy and very binary <laughs> um, and would be like, well, these can't, these people can't pour into your life because they're not Christian and they're not whatever. And mm-hmm. they don't like fit this, this whatever. But like so many of my friends, especially in LA, are so loving and wonderful and know about my faith and they do not share it. But I have had many times where my friends are like, hey, you are really hard on yourself in this moment. Have you read your favorite verse? I don't know what it is. I don't know, like... <laughs> the non-Christians <laughs> encouraging you to get in the Word. Go check out your Bible. <laughs> it funny. really was. Like, I had a, I have a really good friend who I was having a really bad oh. day, and I was venting to her, and she was like, do you... I think that you should probably go and, like... Do you have a favorite verse? Like, <laughs> what if you went upstairs? Like, you know, calm down a little bit, but, like, read your favorite verse. And I was like... It made me cry even more. I was like, no, sure. exactly what I need. That's kind of nice. Um, I like that in that uh, not in a, are you reading your Bible? Because that would explain your problem. Yeah. But more of like a, hey, yeah, maybe you go like check thing, out your right? mantra. It yeah, it makes you feel good. <laughs> like, you like this thing. I yeah. think this would make, because it, it connects to your heart in this yeah. way. And yeah. so this, and like, nobody tells you when you're a Christian growing up that you like, you have to keep this community and you have to hold on so tight. And it like doesn't let God work. And that's my biggest issue so much of the time is when people don't like are so stringent on their beliefs and they don't kind of let God be big and mm-hmm. and do what whatever it is that you like clearly believe he's going to do cuz like you've decided that you believe in this, you decide that you believe in a big God. Yeah. But what? You're just like <laughs> you're going to like hold that real close? Yeah, it sounds so. like you don't have a problem compartmentalizing God. No. It seems yeah. like yeah, that's not an issue for you. Well, no. I think that like there's a lot about God that I don't understand. Um, and I'm not, I don't know that I'm right. Um, but it made me think of this, this Chronicles of Narnia book. Um, coming to Netflix coming very to Netflix. soon. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm conflicted. Yeah, they bought all the rights. They did. They're going to make okay. movies and TV shows and stuff. Uh, my, I know. My first thought was, I want to get a job on that. <laughs> um, my thought was, second service. <laughs> <laughs> and my thought was, the joy of reading. <laughs> we went to different places. That says a lot about us. Um, but uh, 
Silver Chair is the like sixth book in the series. Yeah. And the the kids and this giant ass frog get stuck down in this danky ass place that I like know. Yeah. <laughs> Kermit. Kermit gets stuck down there. Um he gets stuck down there with this like weird evil queen lady. And she's like, there is no, there is no Narnia. There is no Aslan. You've been down in this cave forever. And like, that was all a dream. And the frog dude is like, maybe, but I like that dream. And I like who Aslan is. And that's who I want to believe in Aslan. And I don't believe that Jesus like hates gay people. And I don't believe that he is this terrible, awful person that so many people have, are so insistent on, on portraying him to be. And I choose to believe that like if if i want that like that's who i want him to be and so Mm -hmm. that's kind of my faith and so all of that to say i went to school to be a youth pastor uh the goal was to get married and um be a pastor's wife i got closer and closer to graduating and i was dating this guy who was not a pastor but like southern and comfortable enough and pastor adjacent yeah you know (laughs) i mean basically like he was really i i got my group leader Oh yeah, a pastor <laughs> type, a pastor enough. Um, I he was uh, he's actually how I got my uh, youth pastor internship um, okay. or youth youth ministry internship, and so I was like, well, I'm at I'm at a crossroads. I'm at a crossroads, my dude. I, I came out to visit LA for my my senior year at a uh, college. And I started sobbing. I wanted to be here so badly. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be here in a way. I love LA in a way that like I've never loved another place. And uh, he called me and he's like, "Hey, how are you doing?" I was like, "I'm frustrated. I work. I have a, a month left of school. Unclear if I'm gonna finish." He was like, "No, I don't think that's what it is." I was like, "No, no, I'm pretty sure that's what it is." And he's like, "No, I think it's because we need to break up." I was like, "On the phone? What?" <sighs> and he's like. Well, I'll come up. I'll drive up tomorrow. I was like, we're going to go to Disney tomorrow. And he's like, no, I'll, I'll come up. I'll drive up. And I was like, okay, oh, that works too. You had to wait a whole night. Well, and mm-hmm. I was like thinking about it to like see if I wanted this to like keep it. Because he was like, I think you need to go to LA. I think that that's what you want to do. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I think I do. Mm-hmm. I do want to go to LA. Um, but it was a month before my birthday and a month before I graduated. And I, it was completely blowing up the entire plan. Because uh, I would move to LA to write for television would would be the plan and like that is i mean currently i work on the show supernatural supernatural which is really fun to have a, a song constantly in your head while <laughs> you're funny. like working at a place and that's that's why you I started working on it right <laughs> <laughs> it's a sign um so i like i i that was one of the hardest moments in my relationship with god that i've ever had i have never been more angry with god because it was so different than the plan, like I grew up being the good Christian girl and going to LA was not what the good Christian girl did. My, my parents still will constantly be like, oh, you're, are you losing your faith? And like, that's really difficult. Because, because you live here? Because I live here. As and a because, joke or no. seriously? Oh, I got a Facebook message from my father recently oh, about Kavanaugh, which was a real fun oh, Facebook boy. message to get. Your dad doesn't have your number? <laughs> no. I think done. Kind of lost touch after high school. <laughs> um, so and my dad is a really great guy, but it was just it was um, it was just a, it's a difficult thing to kind of try and balance that. Going home is hard. Feeling this constant state of disconnect because I, I've also gotten yelled at because I believe in the gray and my family members do not. So all of this stuff was like, God, I'm making this really big sacrifice and it's really hard and I don't know if I want to do this. And I've never been that angry and I don't get mad at people. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, I'm a Hufflepuff to like my very, very core (laughs) and I just don't. 
Thank you. I'm a Samantha. <laughs> And now I'm a Miranda. <laughs> Miranda. Hey, Miranda's great. She's having a renaissance. <laughs> She's living her best life. Mm-hmm. But it was a moment of like, oh, I can be mad at God. And we're still tight. Like, we're still going to be okay. Uh, and I'm so grateful for that moment and for that time. And then I moved out here and joined a church literally the day after I moved out here. Was at oh, that church wow. for five years and then left two years ago. That's and have fine. that was not bad. It was not bad to leave. <laughs> so um, uh, where would yeah. you say... Uh, you are now or, or since since you left this um, church that you were at previously? My, I am still deep in my faith. It just is less of a church-based uh, thing. Mm-hmm. I still go to a church. Um, I go to a different church sporadically. I have intentionally not volunteered or know anyone. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really hard at that last church because there truly is no like, break infrastructure or exit strategy for people no. in those positions yeah. it's just okay yeah, every week forever, forever mm, yeah no, it uh, is like that hr department where you get to no. decide, like, hey, yeah this is okay. exactly and so you just have to like weirdly leave there's mm-hmm. no graceful exit you just kind of stumble out i'm really grateful for the community that i have that is maybe not what most people would look at as like super christiany mm-hmm. but my faith is super strong like I, I i'm so content and at peace with like my relationship with god yeah. and like what that is and can i ask out of curiosity and maybe for people that are in your position too who are faithful but maybe not like super into traditional church practices or whatever yeah. what would you say are your kind of spiritual practices now or the things you like to do to connect yoga Ooh, yeah. yeah, I do in the mornings. Good morning. <laughs> it honestly did take me a long time to get okay with yoga, <laughs> to get uh, cool with yeah, yoga. Yeah, there's a, there's a rumor in the Christian world that if you do yoga, you'll get possessed by <laughs> demons. I think there's like a, some... That might explain a lot. I might have started doing yoga like two years ago when I left. Your so... voice got really different, I don't know too. if you've it's... read the, the <laughs> Frank Peretti series Vinyasa, but it is rough. You mean Veritas? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You mean the, so the Latin word I mean for downward truth? dog. <laughs> I think um, I think the, the misunderstanding or just maybe the weirdness is yoga is a spiritual practice like well, at right. its core and culturally. Well, that's and so what's so it's great, like, too, is that like mysticism mysticism within the church is something that's like not talked about i listen to like podcast sermons Mm -hmm. um and i really like reality san fran uh and they were doing like mysticism within the church and like there's a lot like um assemblies of god props to them like there's uh korean churches are doing some really cool things with mysticism where it literally is just like embracing the gray area like i don't know what this is but i'm just gonna like trust god within that um and yoga to me is very mysticism and so like i'll do like a five minute yoga thing and then i'll have some bible time like i'll i do she reads truth sometimes Mm -hmm. what's that it's a it's an app that like is directed more specifically for women some of them are like hokey like it's not thankfully it's not like joyce myers because like i god bless joyce myers i am not I cannot. Not a Joyce gal. I, you know. But speaking of which, you excited for that new Joker movie to come out? <laughs> I recommend like finding those places, and then yeah. I recommend just like I, I being ask this open too because like I don't know what mine is yeah. right now either. I mean, I also sporadically go to a church, but I'm also but I'm not like well, I was never consistent in the first place to begin <laughs> with. But also just yeah, it's it's curious to me. Like I don't know how I would answer that question if someone posed that to me. Like, what are the things you connect with faith? I think it's now? like finding it. It's mm-hmm. just. Finding how it looks like, because we've known, like, I know you've grown up in the church. Like, it's finding those spaces where unlearning what we've learned. So much of, I feel like, 
the space that we're at now is unlearning what we learned like the last 10 years and getting back to kind of like our younger Mm -hmm. selves that Mm -hmm. were like a little bit more freer yeah um and okay with our faith and okay with where we stand on stuff like yeah it's just it's it's kind of letting go of all of the churchy church shit that everyone's like you have to sit this way and you have to pray this way and like if you don't pray before your meals then that meal is like filled with the devil (laughs) um and making and those it decisions. tastes better when you do it that way. <laughs> uh, death by chocolate, sign me up. <laughs> I'm getting away with such good shit. Oh, man. Well, thanks for sharing your well, story you. and being so yeah. open with your, with your pedigree. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> as lengthy as it is, we'll take a break and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. This headgum podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. It's good Christian fun. I'm Kevin Porter. Welcome back. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's dive on in. I'm going deep in on my head. What an appropriate song to dive into this DC talk hey, album. Hey, there's Man. a song on this DC talk album called Dive. Oh, hey. So you, you saw DC talk in concert, obviously, sure at the did. Billy Graham thing. Live. I remember nothing of it. That's mm-hmm. why I pulled up oh, damn. Uh, earlier the... Um, <laughs> The, con- the, yeah. the Billy Graham. And you're like, it might have been like this. I don't know. I guess There's no probably- way to know. Wait, what, what other music did you like at the time? My growing up experience was very, very sheltered that we heard, I only, in my house, we only listened to Amy Grant, Michael W. Smith, <laughs> and the Beatles, the Beach Boys, and the Monkees. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. The five, as we call them. <laughs> yeah. It's a, hex- it's it a hexagon like- of, yeah. 
you know, my mom was like, I'm going to, I'm going to give up all other secular culture, but not this secular culture. Yeah. 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 Um, Somehow oldies gets a pass. Whereas. Yeah. Yeah. I listened to oldies growing up too. Cause it's kind of like, you know, there's not going to be overt sex. In I don't it, know. Maybe? They're still talking about sex guys. Like they're banging. What did you, th- why did you think that he wanted to hold her hand? What were you, what else was going to happen that yeah, night? Yeah. What is hand? If not the <laughs> vagina of the six, you hear him whisper her downstairs hand. <laughs> I will say, why don't we do it in the road? The white album. Paul McCartney wrote that about two monkeys fucking. Yeah. He so did. Like, so say that next time your parents play some oldies. <laughs> no man. That'll beat be, the needles. So guys. those are the jams. And so I didn't, really hear actually the first dc talk because i think i heard them before i actually got the album because Mm -hmm. oh this was another important thing 2000 i got my very first walkman and cd Mm. um and the very first cd that i ever owned dc talks greatest hits (gasps) yeah yeah um but the song that i remember from the billy graham crusade is red letters which is on this album. For the whole. Greatest hits. That's the one with the remix of Say the Words. Yeah. Say the words. Say the words. Okay. Say I love. Who, That's also the one with the rap that I can actually, I, I can fake do. Who do you Toby's think? Back. And the Mac is back. <laughs> no slack. On the DC, DC track that's Jack. In their comprehension, I believe that I failed to mention that. There's a lack of recognition when it comes to his position. Because Price and Beat crossed over. Then I'll kick my beat up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not met a girl like she looked to be so nice. I asked her for her digits and she didn't think twice. A couple of days later, I called her up and asked her how she said with you. I said with me and then she said without a doubt. I took her to the garden where I guess to grow the olives. She wore a tighter skirt than any eyes in the college. She said, I'd love to smoke and drink one curse like a sailor. I asked her where she wanted to go. Is Kevin pre recorded this and he's mouthing along <laughs> no! with it right now? It's really Don't take that away from weird me. performance so art he since, insists on since doing. That first episode we've done. <laughs> On Free at Last, I've listened to that song a lot. Is that why you know it so well? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I and I, I, I actually don't think I've heard Free at Last. Yeah. To be perfectly frank. Free at Last is good. The album, yeah. Because that's like when they're s- still getting the Figuring rap the out. rap roots beaten out of oh, them, yeah. basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Early hip hop. Yeah. Which is funny. The opposite of this album, which has no hip hop. No. We were discussing before the mics were on, we just realized no rap. Which my question then becomes. What purpose does Toby Mac serve in this album? <laughs> Shaky harmonies. <laughs> well, unless you questionable, unless, sings. unless you count a "There's a Treason at Sea" as a kind of a cool poetry <sighs> slam. Right? But isn't that Kevin Max's like Kevin big Snacks. moment because yep. he's like a poet dude? He is giving his all right here. <laughs> it's the motif. Okay, this is a life solo in this world of water. God. And I'm chewy in this world of water. <laughs> like the morning light in the little girl's eyes. It sounds so much I like Rob Delaney. Freedom. I find it only in this little ship. Just my soul. Catastrophe Rob Delaney? Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable. But there is a treason at sea. Is it me? It is a wonder. <laughs> supernatural cover of war. I want to be clear, the by the way. <laughs> this is how DC Talk ends their me. discography. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, this is the last, last song, song of their last album. And their final yeah. album. This is how they decided to go out. Yeah. Well, I don't think they decided to not have another album forever when they recorded okay, this. Okay, so maybe to explain this song, I watched a 
pretty much all of this documentary they that's did amazing. that's on YouTube. The concert film. Which wow. I it's on YouTube? Mm-hmm. Cannot recommend mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. Skip this concert parts. Listen to their interviews because it's bonkers what these guys put on camera. Oh, I uh, love it. I'm their so relational temp, like, tension between them but anyway so they say like um at one point i think it's kevin saying this touched people more spiritually than any other tour they've done because this time we just let god speak for us and then it cuts to toby mac in concert holding the bible and like <laughs> reading it into a mic i guess uh, yes. which i'm sure he did but um but i think this time <laughs> they were trying to argue that like the lyrics aren't them trying to say what you should believe, but like letting God speak for himself somehow. So maybe this is how they're trying to accomplish oh. that on some level is like, if we just literally read, do an audio book of the Bible for a moment, that's you funny. can get this. Yeah. I mean, well, and to give it context, so Jesus Freak comes out right a couple years prior, mm-hmm. and it, it like plat like double platinums or something like that. No, girl, triple triple. Yeah. Mm. So literally the biggest Christian praise Jesus rock album, praise the Lord of all time. Right. And so, how do you follow that up? And already as an identity, as like an artistic identity, <laughs> and this this especially comes to focus when you watch the the concert film. To me. This is a full rainbow spectrum of broken men. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, think, I think. All right, maybe. And, I think and, Toby Mac is the most like he seems to be very um, sh- assured of what he is. Yeah, mm-hmm. he seems genuine in it as well. And this is all judging from this weird, you know, ninety-eight video they made, but. But I think I can also see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and it seems like he had businesses beyond this and maybe like, right, like loved it, but yeah. Love him or hate him. And I was very <laughs> anti-Toby Mac as a as a young lass. Because, really? Oh, yeah. I, um, you campaigned. You had buttons. Bet, well, because, okay, so for, for a brief moment in my high school years, I was super into the indie Christian music. Like, we had Cornerstone, Florida, which Cornerstone was the, like, major indie Christian, okay. like, Illinois. Um, and then they, there was one for um, Florida, mm-hmm. much less exciting. But like it had Mute Math and Reliant K was there. And uh, yeah. um, oh, this is a festival. Yeah, it was like a oh, fest- it was okay, like a concert gotcha. festival. And like everyone there would just constantly shit on Toby Mac. Like <gasps> did not like the Whoa. man. It was just a constant state of like weird. Oh, that guy, <laughs> he sold out. Uh, Kevin, I want you to like finish your thought though on them. Oh, yes. Well, I say spectrum of brokenness because some of them seem a little more together than others. But there are three dark stories here, I think. (laughs) I I think, I mean... That you should delve into. Well, in watching, this is like uh, the, the documentary film. It's not like they gave him full access and what came out was unauthorized. Like this is the polished product of like what they gave the AOK to. Yes. And right. probably they, and, they watched and yeah. decided. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And they were like, oh. at the top of their game too. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> riding high, riding pretty, probably a sold out tour, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, from Kevin Max's interactions with his wife to Michael Tate's solo interviews. So I feel like now is the perfect opportunity to tell the people that support me. I support DC Talk, exactly what's going on. And that is, I am currently without a girlfriend. <laughs> but I have been blessed with lots of family members and lots of friends. Uh, my dad always says, used to always tell me, if it's the Lord's will, we shall do this and we shall do that. So if it's the Lord's will, maybe by the next time we make a long form video, uh, that, that rainbow will be a little closer, maybe even in my, uh, 
on my finger or by my side or something. I don't know. Won't speculate about Tate's stuff, but there's stuff. There's it, some it, stuff. It feels like. Yeah. Uh, and then Toby Max seems like okay together. He holds his son up, which Caroline made some interesting discoveries about later. Um, <laughs> it's a. I have a like an uncomfortable crush on, that one? <laughs> on Toby Max's son. True it. True dog. Uh, Caroline, what's his Instagram handle? Where can people follow True it? I don't know. <laughs> Oh, actually, okay, I sent you that and then very quickly found that I think that's a joke account, but it's <laughs> the, jo- the joke account Did says Truett McButthole. <laughs> so true. And McGee. you're like, I have, to, I have to leave and Nate like, and marry into oh, the Mac shoot, dynasty. I made a mistake. I got to wait for this kid to turn 18. Um, <laughs> merciful. So it anyway. feels like this is a super interesting group to talk about yeah they're so different yeah the way they sing is so different it seems like they all have different ideas of what the music is even like kevin Kevin max Max is doing this like glam rock voice he wants to be a david bowie freddie mercury hybrid yeah tate feels like an original voice but he seems like a show pony and kind of he he likes the softer songs sure yeah yeah and then Toby well, Mack is more of a ballad voice. Christian Eminem for some reason. For yeah. some unknown reason. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So so these men collide. Well, he was the KJ52 before the KJ52. That's right. Or the John oh, Rubin before Another John amazing part uh, part of the documentary for, you know, color commentary because each of them just goes into their life for a moment. <laughs> they just show a whole stretch of Toby Mack playing talking golf. about how much she loves playing <laughs> golf and his like a uh, lady golf coach is telling him, you know, like, "Oh, he's got great uh great movement." Why? His grip is great. Tommy Max like, yeah, I've gotten into course design. Yeah, I'm just really passionate about it. And what? he's like kind of sheepish. I have golf tycoon <laughs> on my PC at home. It's so funny. Like my I dude. can't stress how weird this video is. I, I love this. And I can't think of a modern, I can't think of a even secular analog for this male singing trio that doesn't play instruments at all but they're all lead singers but has a lot of instrumental breaks i would also like to point out for not being an instrumental playing group sure Mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot of or on uh, when they did the tonight show with jay leno back in the early 90s kevin max plays a little bit of keyboards as you could see when those Um, backup dancers are yeah so we have these three guys and also they're campaigning against racism. Just erase all at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Which actually, yeah. when I was watching it, it is, it's like a little tone deaf, but it is kind right. of like a good effort on some right. level. Well, like what and you're you doing see, in the like 90s and early aughts yeah. where you're like, you're trying. And like, um, Michael Tate's dad it, is on the video too. And at one point mm-hmm. he talks about how his father, so Michael Tate's grandfather was killed by the KKK. What? And his dad is like, but you know what? I was taught to like love people and I don't carry bitterness in my heart. And you, you just have to keep caring for people. Wow. And, just, yeah, yeah. and so Michael Tate's talking about like, I learned that from my father who had every right to hate people and and then toby mack was at this concert for erase yo white america yeah and he's like white america if i could talk to white america i'll say this we've got to stop being apathetic our forefathers did something very wrong and we need to recognize that and confess that and seek forgiveness from african-americans I really believe that's true. I know that's not the most popular thing to say. And I know you can sit there and say, you know what? We didn't do it. Our forefathers did, and we bear the burdens of their sins. So to black America, I say forgive me and forgive my, my, my heritage. 
It's pretty amazing. But then Michael Tate takes the mic and he's like, <laughs> Black America. Uh, Black America needs to be able to say, we, for, we accept your forgiveness. We need to move on. The greatest travesty is if we repeat the ignorance of our, our ancestors. We need to move forward. This is a new generation. We believe in equality. We believe in unity. Essentially, stop being victims. Ex- yeah, kind of like gaslights them. It's of very like, unfortunate, e- right? And we can't speak for no. his experience, no, yeah, of course. Yeah. But but yeah, but it was kind of like so. Just get over it. Yeah, you know? kind like, of move like, on. Like yeah. don't make the mistakes of your ancestors and just go for unity. Ah, yeah, like don't. <laughs> So yeah, he, so not like that I, I said, can speak to that, but it's like, not it's, the a, it's an interesting greatest, yeah. but it's you know it's valiant. Like Did, I respect that they went for that because that's a that's a pretty bold move for three guys from Liberty University, yeah. you know, of, yeah, like this the very South. southern yeah. evangelical thing to like make that their platform is pretty cool. And there's this post credit yeah. sequence where Michael Tate bursts into TMZ and he does say slavery is a choice. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> I think Kevin Max is like, no, no, don't oh, do gosh. it. He's in the background, <laughs> but anyway, like they have. They have no guys. musical identity, it feels like. They are little chameleons. They're going to do Nirvana on the last one, <laughs> like on the last album. And then there's still like strains of that. Yeah. And now there's basically like, in some of the drum loops on this album, it's like 90s kind of soft rock, alt rock. <laughs> I really enjoy every song on this for uh, a lot of different reasons. Consume me. They're, 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 I'm so glad we're talking about this because I have a lot of opinions about this specific song. This specific song. What does it mean to you? They got Ab Sandler to do the backup <laughs> vocals. It's great. <laughs> Let's listen to it. Come on, Michael. Come on. <laughs> we went to the same Are you guys impressed at how accurate my version was? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Stop. He's talking for himself. No, I'm not. <laughs> Kevin Max's voice a lot. He wants to be Bowie. He wants to be Freddie Mercury. I love Kevin Max's voice. Yeah. Because that's the thing when you're saying that like this is a conglomeration of different sounds. I think that's actually why it works for them. Yeah. There's like um, something for everybody a little bit. Kind of. Well, it's just <laughs> such a different sound. Like it's just such a different flavor. And especially for like Christian music at the time, there was nothing like this. There was no rock music, really. Yeah, and it is kind of weird to have three different voices. Like, yeah. you usually just get one. It's either a soloist or even it's a, just kind of a lead singer for a band. Oh, right, exactly. Yeah. Like, you all sound similar. And so this was such a fun, like, all three of you sound so different and are doing different things. But, like, separately, do not. Do not want. Because I remember liking <laughs> Kevin Max. And then I listened to Kevin Max's solo stuff and I was like, oh, no. Do nope, not want. Don't want. You didn't he connect needed, to He needed the boundaries. I, think, I needed to, like, boundary him. Yeah. He needed to be corralled. I need you to be with a group. I can't be alone. I, I like his voice, too, but it's a very strong flavor and I can only take so much. Like, no, and that's, it balances out so well. Sometimes, yeah, I'm just like, take a look, like, bring it yeah, back a slight notch and then 
can hit it. But I love it so much in songs (laughs) like this. Like, I love it so much when he just goes for it. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Who says Because it can be really pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird. I mean, I don't think it's unfair to say that Friends was a great sitcom. And Joey was a part of that. <laughs> but then, if you make a show just about Joey, well, that's Why? not gonna work. Why are you doing that? Yeah, you don't want you don't want them separate. You want wait. What was together. your strong thought on this song? Uh, my strong th- thought on this song is fuck this song. I hate this song. Whoa! <laughs> wait, do you not like how it's so malleably sexy to be about I, a lover or a god? I was like, god? this is the most power ballad song to Jesus. On the same yes. time, here's the other Sue part of it. Me. I well, yes. So I was reading fanfic around the time that I discovered this song. Let me explain to you fanfic's version of consuming someone. There's like a thing called bore, which I'm not going to go into here. But like, it's... Is that like docking? (laughs) No. Don't look it up. It's not worth (laughs) it. It's not. It's a lot. (laughs) Um, Is it like edging? Kevin. What? (laughs) I'm just asking. Okay, fine. It's It's erotic cannibalism is what bore is. And so, like, oh. all that I could ever think about with this song was so just, like... So, like, Mads Mikkelsen's like Hannibal. War kind of uh, stuff. All up into it. Yeah, but yeah, sometimes yeah. it's, like, cutesy, too. Yeah. So, like, it it's like be. if something, if someone was really tiny and you could eat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, if you just, like, had a little bit of what? somebody's blood and you're like, I just want to consume I know. Again, you. it's not worth it. Don't look it I up. I love you. Like, like it's I weird. love that you're here with me. I know what so you're, you're talking about. So you're saying, like, you hear this and you kind of hear, especially from the 90s... You, you see Billy Bob and Angelina with the vials of blood around yeah, each other's oh necks, drinking gosh. it. It gives a whole new version did. of the like it's body of Christ song. Yeah. I guess my thing with it was uh, all the forces at work because they were <laughs> big commercial, not big for Christian, like big for anything. Mm-hmm. They're like, all right, guys, like you're Christian, keep doing the Christian thing. But also, half your songs but, like, need to kind of be about be a, lady. a little sexual. <laughs> yes. But no, okay. But on that note, one of the lines is, "I'm um I'm willing to put my faith in you like a puppet on a string." Let's discuss how that is never a thing that you want in your relationship. Like, wouldn't yeah, like that's in your God's marriage, would you yes. like to be no. like a puppet on a string? Doesn't that sound hot and in sexy? a sexual way? Yeah, sure. of course. Make but me a little like, marionette. Wait, would you want to be a puppet I hope master I'm a real boy more than someday, oh my gosh? But, <laughs> but other, yeah, Keep but lying, as Nathan. Keep but as lying. a mature faith thing right, to like, say that's like no, no, no. That's the that's not that's the bad one to right, do. Right, like yeah. that's not what you want to emulate. So there was some stuff in that where I was like. Yeah, so Um, there's that. And then there's some that are like, not is this God or a lady, but there's some that are just love songs. And I think think good love songs. I think Since I Met You is a great song. Yeah, I think it's one of my favorite songs. No joke. It's just a good pop song. It's very cute. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I had nothing to show until the day that I turned to you. Was that the end of my. Someone just made a joke on Letterman. <laughs> it's kind of a ska song. Yeah, uh, yeah, it feels like pop punky. Like, definitely yeah. like 90s pop punky. Yeah, pop punk. This is Toby Mac's role on the well, album. Yeah. It's as close to hip hop as he brought. Yeah. It's his Blink 182 voice, basically. <laughs> oh, it is. Uh, but I like the whiny voice. Yeah. I was as lonely as a man could be, and my two wonder friends couldn't fill the void in my soul. It was a giant hole. Nothing made any sense. Since I met you, I've been all 
such a good song. It's so different from the rest of the album. It's so funny. I know. It's so tonally different. Yeah, sorry. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but it is just wild. Um, oh, the other sexiest song, I would say, Godsend. Yeah. Yeah. Your song is such a myth. In re-listening to this, I could skip. not remember this song as well as the other ones because I always skipped this song when I was a kid. I was like, I don't need this. Yeah, my favorite on this album is Dive. I like how weird and kind of minory it is. Okay, but my question is a dive off. Which dive do you like, Stephen Curtis Chapman dive or this dive? Oh, uh, girl, you know I'm going know. SCC. I know. I, I know. I don't know. Which someone uh, on a previous episode, we were talking about naps. We should have called him Wait, Sleepy Curtis Napman. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Wait, try Because I like the, like, uh, uh, There's that Kevin Mack. This is where I really I like Kevin Mack. Yeah. And I'm sober. So weird. Yeah. Alright, DC Talk. It's your new video concept. You're all gonna be sexy pharaohs. But then you set your slaves free and they all praise God with you. What do you say, boys? And let it get to the chorus. Oh, wait. I hear the chorus is. Okay. <laughs> I mean, come wow. on. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Into your <laughs> Caroline. What? If this is a video podcast, we'd have people unsubscribing <laughs> right people now. people enjoying a Sunday. I think that she is doing her human video and she should live her <laughs> truth. Thank you. Oh, this is the part this. you love. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is this what Nate sounds like when he wakes up? No. <laughs> <laughs> I. I love. I took a love plunge into your arm. <laughs> I thought you were gonna oh, sing. I took a dump. Plunge. I truly thought that's you why did? you wanted me to play. No, like, this more was, like I, I took a dump. A pure, pure intention. All right. I but I did take a dump into uh, your arm. I took a dump. Okay, I want to talk about this song, which Megan, you you might know the backstory with. There's also a man, but the backstory makes it a is lost it? gem. So this is a song called "The Truth." Do you guys remember that Key and Peele sketch where Jordan Peele played Ray Parker Jr. And he said, listen, I've written a lot of songs over the years. And he goes through all the songs like, Jumanji, gonna be a deep impact. And the premise of the thing is that he wrote the Ghostbusters theme song and he keeps writing theme songs for movies that reject them. Oh my gosh, yes. I know what you're talking about. Oh, yes. DC Talk wrote this for the music from the X-Files movie soundtrack and they were rejected. They said, no, we don't want this song. They want it to be the theme song, right? Or did they just want to get on this? Not the theme song, but just like one of yeah, one of the compilations. This is back when movie soundtracks would do the, like music inspired by the, the movie. The rest of the song is them singing the truth. The truth is, is out, out there, there which the is the tagline. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know that. I didn't want I wasn't allowed to watch X Files. But I like the song. Because the smoking man. The smoking man. Because cigarettes are bad. Um <laughs> I I liked it. It's not a banger, but like it is very funny to think them like this is this is going to get on this TV. <laughs> well, imagine Kevin Max swirling his martini <laughs> with his bleached blonde um, hair. Can we listen to their diss track? Oh, which one's their diss track? Let's listen to this. I 
heard your record on the telephone. It was my cousin Joan. She picked it up in the top 40 rock and band. I read your interview in Rolling Stone. You threw the boys a bone, and so I genuinely felt obliged to call. I know you never meant to hurt us, man. We're just a baby band. You found a quicker way to not really. quote from Mr. Kevin Max that might help us contextualize it. Kevin? Okay. Well. Preferably as Kevin Max. (laughs) One song that has already raised a few. Okay. One song that has already raised a few eyebrows is My Friend So Long, which is the first single to be released in the mainstream by Virgin. That was their label. The reason? The lyrics appear to be about a Christian band crossing over, selling out and dissing DC talk. Speculation has been rife, and many candidates have been offered as a target for the song, but Kevin is clearly frustrated and disturbed by this guessing game. Because, as he explains, My Friend So Long is a fictional song. It's a fantasy song. He elaborates, It could really be about... Check it out. It could really be about any of the three of us. We have always thought about what it would be like if any of us decided to leave the band and become a bigger pop star than any of the others in the group. It's dealing with the feelings of what that would be like. What happened? We wrote the song based on that. It's it's funny that a lot of people are thinking that it's about somebody in particular, but it's really about us. I've been ticked off that people are thinking it's about friends of ours like jars of clay. What? Whoa. It's weird that people... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Did you see that when they're doing the high kicks on the Jesus no, Fruit I Cruise? No, I that. Hey! Hey! <laughs> One, two, three, four! Uh, that, that's uh, the best this part. Is like, I'm listening to it again. I'm like, this is a really good song. Like, I'm it's, telling you, We were I dancing love, around yeah. to it, but it's such a I shitty love- song. Like set of lyrics. It's a dunking, like it's a choice dunk song. Like well done. But their fantasy is dunking on someone who's Who's let quote unquote let astray. Well, I put okay. So in my notes on this, because I definitely took notes, I was like, it's not about anyone. It's just a hypothetical. Because I did know that story. I knew that it was like a fake thing. Because I because I remember researching this when I had listened to it Uh again uh, years ago. Just wanting to know. Yeah, because it sounds like it's very pointed. And so I was like, okay. It's highly detailed. (laughs) So it's not about anyone, yet it's just hypothetical, which I feel like is worse. Like, you're just kind of like, 
if this really did happen. Yeah. Well, and also like the the kind of like persecution complex of like, yeah. why are you yelling at us? We're a tiny band, and like you're the one that sold out. We're just a baby. Band. It's so yeah. It's like such a weird fantasy to partake in. Kevin like, Max is the frustrated artist of these three. Oh, like yeah. I think Michael yes. Tate is happy living his life as the new Newsboys lead He's singer. Sure. Kevin He's Max like is like. Oh, you know, I grew up listening to the Smiths. I love Freddie Mercury oh, and all these guys. Yeah, and when he does his albums now, of which he's released 14. No. <laughs> 14? Mm-hmm. My dude. And uh, like, it's like a lot of covers and a lot of like non-Christian covers because he's like, yeah, this is the real stuff. This mm-hmm. is what I'm into. So if anything, this feels about him. Kevin, can you play a little clip from the uh, documentary? <laughs> I'm kind of a hopeless romantic, and that's why I write poetry. Right now, I'm actually finished the second book of poetry, <laughs> tentatively titled Venus Was a Tramp. Whoa, and, you know, whoa. compared to the love of my life, Venus had it all wrong, you know. Venus, as the love goddess, is nothing compared to my wife. Wow. What? Whoa. What on earth? Venus He's well, a book of poetry well, Caroline, Venus do you want to describe the shot that made you LOL so much of him on the porch? <laughs> yeah, it's like this high up bird's eye view of him on the porch doing like kind of scrubbing his beard and opening his giant flappy book and like pages are flying out (laughs) he's trying to grab them and then just the things he said is like it's called venus is a tramp (sighs) compared to my wife because like uh the love goddess she couldn't even she couldn't even compare to what my wife so you call her a tramp it was just uh, such a funny thing of like, let me prove to you my poetry, my artistic side. I'm a real artist. There's a there's an extended sequence in Supernatural, the concert film, where Kevin Max does take us on a tour of his home and he shows us the shower and the master bedroom mm-hmm. and but he won't show show the closet because he doesn't want us to see uh his wardrobe in there. Because he doesn't want anyone to steal his style. Yeah. Let's talk about I want to listen to this a little bit too. Because I think this is suburban white evangelism. This is the anthem. Let's listen. I see the moon. A million stars oh. are out tonight. Gentle reminders of the way you are. A sea of glass. A raging storm. That's cool. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know you said that. Kara's <laughs> <laughs> just strangling well, with her knowledge ow, of ow, Jesus. Ow, ow. It's so softly aggressive. Yeah, it's softly confrontational. Yeah, softly confrontational. Hey <laughs> you. Hey you! Um, also, do you know how like when you're a Christian kid and you are super into American Sign Language? Yeah, this is, this this is, is one of those one songs of, like, that's perfect for it. Hey sure. you! I'm into G's. Oh yeah, and it did presage like modern <laughs> Laodix worship, which is a chorus of five words. But uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, here's the scene. 
It's uh, White Suburban, Texas. Welcome to Starbucks. What can I get you today? Hey, you. <laughs> yes? I'm in the Jesus. Okay. Uh, do you... Sir, do, would you like coffee or tea or... I, uh, I have no follow-up. Um, I, me personally. I accept that. I like the Jesus. <laughs> and it is like, it is a, like a, a slow motion remake of Jesus Freak. Like, this is shocking, right? So yeah, it's fine. Isn't it? Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, isn't hey. this shocking? How bold I am about it. Hey, you. You're just being rude. I went to this. Uh, I went to this. It was called. It was like a Bible boot camp. It was called Summit Ministries, and you were there for like two weeks. And you were like, it was literally just like a, a lot of not brainwashing, but brainwashing. And like, it was in this little town in Colorado, Manitou Springs, and they had to tell you to not proselytize to the town itself because it was like guys we're gonna get people all the because time because we've overdone it we have <laughs> overdone it this is a little hippie town that does a lot of weed just let it go That's let them live so funny and it was I was so gonna assume because they were already Christian already because it's Colorado <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes I mean the that whole Christian. town I'm gonna Colorado safe I'm Colorado safe you have to argue, I guess, at some level. If you really think everyone is very much going to hell, if you don't save yeah. them, then heck, you're you doing, should be doing yeah. a lot of uncomfortable evangelism. You're <laughs> like, I'm really worried about your yeah. soul, guys. We yeah. should stop podcasting right now. <laughs> what are get we out doing? There. Feels like it. <laughs> I don't believe in hell. Uh, let's t- <laughs> let's talk about guys is my favorite song <laughs> on the, on, because this it's where you work how dare you on the television to so many things to torment how'd this make you feel Karen? I don't remember <laughs> can I play it for you uh, I'll play it after we get to the chorus again like there's just no this is very vague this is vague Christian pop We've we've had criticism about like this is too specifically about like adultery or it's about gay people in a weird way. No, this, this is, is just about this is the about like I'm walking on a road and there's a spirit. I think. Well, because this is the album that's like their most secular. I could argue like they kind of made a. a more so than an Jesus attempt. freak, yeah. Well, yeah, but like they made an attempt to like go more mainstream, and so you can tell. I feel like with a lot of the songs in in this that are very vaguey, like they're still Jesusy, but oh yeah, I've heard of baby baby. This is vaguey vaguey for sure. <laughs> Imagine Kevin, Toby, Michael taking their shoes off, taking their little socks off, and dipping their teeny tiny little toes into the waters of crossover success. Almost like so long, they're my so, friend, like, it'd so be close. bad, right? right? It'd be bad for doing <laughs> this, right? <laughs> this would be the bad thing to do, right. guys. I found a an 8-bit cover. <gasps> no! Isn't this amazing? This, this is fun. The Ooh, yeah. This is on YouTube. I love this. I like this. Check it on YouTube. I don't I forgot who made it, but you can see the credit there. Anywho. I heard some reviewers compare this song. This is Red Letters. I've heard a lot of reviewers compare this song to the band Queen. I don't know if I see it. What? Okay. I guess there's that part where they go. We will read letters. letters. Pages filled with the holy message, sealed with the 
Oh, I think this melody is friggin' gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of Eastern, especially when Max gets in the mix here. Yeah. Oh, it feels very like you pulled from what white Christianity believes Israel to be. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, you don't want me to do another parody of the, oh, this song. Oh, we might have to. There, there's hope in the red headers, <laughs> like me. Oh, hey. <laughs> nice. And me. That's true. I'm a redhead now. Cultural appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> it looks really good on you, though. Thank you. There's hope for the hopeless, peace and forgiveness. The red lighters, of course, is referring to Bibles that print the words of Jesus Christ in red letters. A lot more so in uh, King James Version. A lot of Bibles don't have that anymore. Yeah, you don't see that in ESV. Yeah. It would be funny if they started making theological arguments in this song. Like, <laughs> yes. I guess I could kind of see it. I want to read a review. This is a review from Robert Chris Gow, who is often called the Dean of Rock Critics and Rock Criticism. Oh. But this album was so big that he reviewed well, yeah, it yeah, yeah. like he does he puts out like 10 album reviews a day or something like that his take on it again this is like just a rock critic not a Christian rock critic he says if the scruffy yokels of jars of clay are tent preachers these hunky moderns are televangelists their well-riffed queen homage the musical equivalent of Tammy Faye Baker's false eyelashes considered sinful excess in an earlier era but claimed for Christ now that it is known not to herald the end time reports that they have something anything to do with rap are apparently based on the presence of a certified black person in the group instead they do a jolly Scott tune whose love object is shall we say not female and address a generically whiny sarcastic selling out put down to collective soul trumping their assertion of spiritual superiority by insisting they still love their backsliding brothers wow they, they should remember first corinthians 13 4 charity suffereth long and his kind charity envieth not charity veineth not itself it is not puffed up <laughs> Robert wow that is scathing I was bragging about cold reads earlier in the episode I'd beef that one I'm sorry guys <laughs> yeah actually can I volunteer to read that for yeah you, you can do it I would love it read. super hard cue the outtakes of all of our ad reads <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it um, that is very good that's funny it was just so on point yeah Yo. they're the televangelists like very glamorous very pulled together very well it's that it's that narrative of like oh polished we we have done enough now to where we can be acknowledged on a wider scale maybe that's the trajectory of a lot of christian bands is first like i prove that i'm christian and then i I also really do love music and so if you all can just accept that i'm christian i'd also like to just try some other stuff while i'm (laughs) at that you know which is kind of they were pushing it i would love i would love to know why it all went away and why it all came back on a cruise ship 
I think that you nailed it. Why it all came back on a cruise ship? We gotta get on that cruise ship to find out. We can't. We cannot afford. We cannot. Oh, we're gonna. (laughs) We're gonna like take it over and like overthrow the stage, hold everyone hostage. (gasps) Why did you break up? What happened? Good Christian. Why did you have to do this to us? Kevin Max is like, okay, I'll tell you everything. I'll tell (laughs) you everything. He would be the first one to. We just walk close to him. He's like, what do you ever? (laughs) I give up. I surrender. Uh, Kevin Max, we we dunk on him a lot he's okay hey, he's we could right. probably he's have good. him on the show I, honestly yeah he tweeted maybe, at us one time dumb. when we did our what? last episode oh my gosh he I mentioned us in that. a tweet like a year ago what? in our episode with gabe gundacker you can Kevin, always check if you're that still listening let's put another kevin in the mix hey. i think you're really great dude friends let's get to our final judgments about... oh wait i have one more note to say oh this is one about more one note. of the songs that one we more hadn't note. talked about sure only because i had a thought about it while i was listening to it because i totally forgot which was it's killing me the, oh, the, uh, the opening track after the intro. The opening intro, track yeah. after the intro. I re- this is the one. I remember as a young as a young kid, I definitely would put this song as a TV theme. Like I would imagine so many TV themes for this song. And this was such a dope like jam. Oh yeah, it's propulsive. Yeah. It is. And I but it was such a weird like go Do you know how you go back into like the weird daydreams that you have? Totally. And as I was listening to this, I was like, oh my gosh, I had a whole narrative for this <laughs> Yeah, this song. sounds a lot like the Scrubs theme to me. And oh, well, wait until the I electric guitar. I can't do comes. it on my own. I'm no Superman. Totally. Right? Totally. Very like 90s. That's like a song. kid skating, bo- skateboarding off a ramp, like, or, like into there's school. Some sort of, yeah, or there's some sort of like fight that's happening. That you're, I'm like, thinking trying to get. Save Me from Smallville. Slightly. Yeah, yeah. Like this could be it. Look, if, if uh, Frank Peretti's teen books ever became a TV show, you got your son. I'm saying. The Chilling Adventures of. <laughs> Veritas, Veritas. Or whatever the hell. <laughs> I don't remember their last name. It was weird that they were siblings. Anyway, uh, sorry. That oh, was, you good? Great thought. I wanted it. to like throw it out there just because that was such a such an just imperative a formative moment. It yes. was. We should. I, I have a playlist of songs that I think should be either theme songs <gasps> or the score for a life insurance commercial. <laughs> uh, let's get to our final judgments about it. The way this works is that we'll give it a holy roast or a holy toast or. Put in the space between holy toast. That's a thumbs up. We send these beautiful broken boys all the way to heaven. That's them. Or holy roast. Bye bye. You're going. And again, if we can't choose, if we're a little wishy washy about, it, we can always send them to the space between. Caroline, we start with you. Well, I'd like to say, uh, you know, in our heart of hearts, we're all beautiful broken boys out here. man i truly did not think ahead of what i would give this and so oh no in the moment it's kind of difficult because uh there were definitely parts that i didn't really care for and was just like skip it skip it skip it but there are some whole songs you didn't listen to no i listened to all of them but if i could (laughs) for research purposes i can't but if i could i would have skipped them um so it's kind of a mix that's uh yeah i think i'm gonna put in the space between for me there's some really great great moments in this but it's just a weird band and they are the the weird vibe yeah and i think if um 
if I could get a better handle on what they are, maybe I would be more into it. I don't know. I'm too, I'm dumb and I need some certainty. But um, <laughs> what are you? I know, I know. And then there were just some that I was like, this is a little bit indulgent and a little long, and I mm. wish it, this would they would have just put something more interesting in here. Um, so I'm gonna put a space between. Space mm. between. We turn to Megan. I'm gonna say toast because Holy toast. yeah, I just having. Uh, Man, there are some real duds when you're growing up just trying to listen to something Christian. and You put up with a lot. <laughs> you put up, you like accept a lot that you really don't want. But this was so nice to be like, oh, this was like some legit rock music. Like this was some legit yeah, drums, some legit whatever going on. I It was just a nice breakup of uh, the normal stuff that you just hear on the on the Christian radio station. So I, I for that... I remember, I think, this being kind of a gateway to like, oh, there is good music out there. It's maybe not only this. Like, sure, there's other things. Sure. But like, you don't have to just listen to Amy Grant all the time. Yeah, I think there's you're right. Things. I think there's, there's Are something you interesting about this. a fight this. with Amy Grant? I'm just saying that there is more to life than Amy Grant. <laughs> oh, there it is. There's Sandy Patty. <laughs> By the way, start listening to Sandy Patty. <laughs> Did you? <sighs> So good. You're oh. such a dork. Oh. Shut up. You're I hate you. You're a nerd. <laughs> what? Freaking. Oh, gosh. No, she's good. You suck. You're stupid. Uh, all right. Holy, holy, holy toast. toast. Thank you, Holy Megan. toast for me. Uh, there's a nostalgia factor playing into this because I remember this being one of the handful of CDs my brother got. Oh. And again, recurring theme on this show. We inherit so much of the taste of our older siblings a lot of times. Sure. And uh, my brother was in I remember the the album cover so clearly. And this was one of the mm-hmm. albums I was just always on. And even re-listening to it, it's like, I know these songs, even though I don't know these songs, but they feel like a part of me. Uh, but then even just trying to objectively analyze it, appreciate it, of review course, it, see it for what it is and what the words are and the truth of the red letters. <laughs> Gotta give it a holy toast. What? I do, I do. I think there's some stinkers, clunkers on for sure, here, for and sure. there's some skippers. There's some Gilligans though, and along with those skippers, <laughs> uh, and red letters is a Gilligan. Into yeah. Jesus is a hilarious Gilligan. <laughs> like I love them even when I don't like the songs. Like yeah. they may not be good songs, but they're amazing well, songs. Also, you know what I mean? Yeah, I Into Jesus was also one of those songs where like I was like, this is a dumb song, and then I got bad news at, as I was listening to it, and I was like. Oh wait, no! I needed this song in this moment. <laughs> it was. I turned it up. So like, oh man, yeah, it is. It is a lot of Gilligans where you're like, I'm, I'm begrudgingly Gilliganing it. Sure, mm-hmm. it's a special band. It's one I love thinking about and All looking into and getting into. Yes. And the more I see, the more I read, the more I'm so interested in it. The more I'm interested in like. <sighs> You guys could do a whole podcast on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, even just watching like the videos from the Jesus Freak Cruise last year, just three middle-aged men just kind of stumbling around the stage. (laughs) Like, and not even like, oh, they're old, but just kind of like aimlessly looking at the ground and not sure how to recapture the magic. Yeah. Just just wandering around during like colored people and what if I... Not sure how to like deal with that now. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it is a phenomenally entertaining band and and not one that is uh, particularly destructive either, I don't think. I think that their hearts are in a good place. Maybe not like always, they're not always like doing great stuff. Sure, sure. But who among us are always doing great stuff? 
other than Kevin. Kevin. Raise his hand. Uh, I did not raise my hand. Stop <laughs> saying that. Kevin's uh, clapping for so that, no! <laughs> that one I'm actually not doing. <laughs> All right. Two toasts and a space between Michael, Kevin, Toby. You're going to heaven. Oh! And that's the song they sing on the way up. <laughs> But we're not the final word on this. You're the final word, dear listeners. So go to at Christian Fun Pod on Twitter or Insta. I haven't done, we haven't done the poll for the last like two episodes. Oh. We didn't do one for Reliant K. Oh, no. Oh, damn. Oops. Well, well, we'll, we'll correct we'll that. We'll post a bunch of them at once. <laughs> I'm going to post go. two tomorrow to morning. Uh, <laughs> for this one, for real, you can vote. Holy Roast, Holy Toast, or Space Between for DC Talk, colon, Supernatural. So get out there and... Pokemon, go to the polls. Although maybe it's rigged like the Democratic primaries. Whoops, sorry. (laughs) Oh, and on that very incendiary political note, we're going to bring it down now. You know, we've been DC talking. Let's bring it to a DC whisper. Because sometimes that's how the Lord and the Spirit whispers to us. Spirit moves. And there's truth in those red letters. Some DC shushing. <laughs> Do you think they could like, like release like a series of PSAs for kids? Like, there is hope for the bad weather. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, hey, don't worry about it, man. Everyone does it sometimes. Uh, well, Megan, if only I had had that when I was a kid. <laughs> Third grade girl, I needed that. <laughs> Look to Jesus's words for your bedwetting. He was a weirdo too. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, on other shows, we promote ourselves and our projects and our social media handles. We don't do that on this show. We lift him up to the Lord as a loving, sweet sacrifice that's Lord. pleasing to Him mm. above all. Mm. We want to be pleasing to our Lord, and we'll start with you, Caroline. <laughs> uh, you can watch and. L- read about me being the salt of the earth at Caroline's Farts on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. This week, I would like to lift up Slow Burn Season 2. The first season was about Nixon's impeachment. The second one is about Clinton's impeachment. What? And man... Hi. <laughs> that's me. Uh, it's, it's so fascinating. I love this show. It's such a good, wide perspective on how this happened. You so rarely get to get like the whole story start to finish and they interview a lot of people they so interview cool. Linda Tripp they interview advisors to Bill Clinton so many people you get a very different view of all of it and uh, it's very fascinating oh, if you're wow. into that kind of thing I highly recommend it we turn it to Megan alright so I'm gonna I'm gonna just lift up in this in this moment um Fantastic Four by Dan Slott not any of the movies, my good friends, <laughs> just in case you were afraid. Oh no, Miles Teller. Get out of here. Good. Get out of here with your garbage movies. Um, I just am going to be as on brand as possible and uh, lift up the Fantastic Four new comic that is out. Uh, the first two issues are out and it is phenomenal and stellar. It's by Dan Slott. And uh, you know what? It's been a while since they've released anything. So if you haven't read comics and you, you're looking, it's like overwhelming and you're just looking for like a new thing to get into. Fantastic <laughs> Four, ignore the movies. The movies are garbage. We hate them. They're dumb. Here, here in this moment, you have these great comics that you can get into. Do you know what my Fantastic Four are? Who? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Get 
Get out of here. No. <laughs> um, I saw Fantastic Four in 4DX. No. <laughs> That's I'm Los so, Angeles. I feel that I have to yeah. apologize. Like rain well, it was and cool. wind. At the like 4DX flying. showings, they just no. came out punching the dick. <laughs> While watching the movie, and took like, your yeah. money because that's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> I know. I always feel so bad recommending Fantastic Four to people because I'm like, listen, trust me. And then you can find me across all spectrums of media uh, at Megfits89 on Insta, Twitter, Tumblr, uh, and then you can also find my podcasts at Red Rhino Pod and also at Wine and Comics very straightforward oh uh, yeah those things please join please fu- have fun please join please have fun that's right that's all that i want <laughs> you can lift me up at kevin t porter everywhere i'll lift up this newest season of better call Saul. Mm. i think it's turned into huh. a very great show where it's basically just like it's not breaking bad it's Mad Men with breaking bad characters <laughs> nothing happens in the episodes but somehow every single scene is like a perfectly crafted little diamond huh whose shape and texture you don't know until the very end and transition into the next scene. So it's a great show. One of the best accompanying podcasts too. That, if nothing else, be assured that everyone who works on that show seems to all love each other. They all podcast together, hang out. I didn't realize that there was a podcast for it. Yeah, yeah, they did for Breaking Bad. It was also by by the Post team from that. And Vince Gilligan is on every single one. He's like, oh yeah, this guy did a great job and she did a great job. Seems like a very positive working environment. That's lovely. That makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, It's rare. It's very rare. Sure. Uh, Not the case for this podcast, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) No one's making a making of good Christian fun podcast. Also, Supernatural's lovely, just in case that came across. Supernatural's really (laughs) great. I wouldn't imagine it would be on for. 29 seasons like it is yeah. if it wasn't I don't know if we, we brought that yeah. up yet sort right. of okay. pseudo yes. said it a couple of times okay, yeah. um, starring of course my love Aunt Amelia from Gilmore Girls who <laughs> played Jess Mariano wait a minute nope nope <laughs> wrong show back it up back it up <laughs> and you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod on Yay. Twitter and Instagram and everywhere and Facebook you can join the groups and all that stuff if you leave a review for us on iTunes slash Apple Podcast we donate you a dollar to charity this month's charity is rain and if you want another helping another weekly helping of good christian fun every week in your life every friday we put out our gcf second service you can go to patreon.com slash good christian fun it's very fun on there it's fun we have some upcoming interviews that are crazy to explode (laughs) yeah what yeah so check it out there Megan, thank you so much for, for joining us me. on the show. You, I appreciate it. And for being so open. Always. We had a supernaturally good time with Get you. Get out of here. <laughs> mm, and there's nothing left to say except in all <laughs> of Pot's people said, Amen. Amen. Megan, what song do you want us to go out on oh. to end the show? Oh, no. From Supernatural. I think we should, we should go out on End of Jesus, don't you think? Also, just fast forward a little bit. It does sort of sound like a guy waking up, singing the chorus. Hey, you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Oh, hi, y'all. It's me, Amy motherfucking Grant. 
Okay? Uh, next week on GCF, Kevin and Caroline, I can't bl- honestly can't believe I'm still doing these. I took a break. I came back. I thought, maybe they give me a promotion. Maybe they let me guess on the show. No. I'm uh, still doing the outros. Still doing these outros. But next week on the show, on GCF, Kevin and Caroline are talking about Lauren Daigle. Lauren Daigle. Which sounds like a fake made up, kind of like improv scene name, like Daigle. Kind of sounds like a Jerry Lewis thing. Uh, but they're talking about her album, Look Up, Child. Uh, you can find it on Spotify. You can probably like, you know, pirate it on YouTube. Not that I'm asking you to. Uh, yeah, Amy, motherfucking Grant, over and out. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>